Hello and welcome to the Old Time Radio Forever broadcast. I'm your host, Matt Perry. Join us weekly as we explore the golden era of American radio through the dramas, westerns, mysteries, and comedies that shaped the golden age. Be sure to give us a thumbs up or a five-star review on all of the podcast directories that you may use. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Old Time Radio Forever. Your host, Matt Perry here. Today, the life of Riley. I adore the life of Riley because of the bumbling lead character, Chester A. Riley, played by a movie actor, William Bendix. It seems that no matter what situation arose with the Riley family, that uh that Chester would mess it up, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Perfect example of that is uh, there's one episode where he was going to purchase some life insurance. And then that somehow, in the span of 20 minutes, turns into his wife, Peg. He is convinced that Peg is going to try and murder him. Uh, unfortunately, cannot find that episode in the archives, but we still will go to a great and a funny episode. I really enjoy this one. It's from February the 26th, 1946. It's the school play. The Life of Riley on Old Time Radio Forever. Feel for a beautiful smile. The Life of Riley for laughs. Peel, T-E-E-L. Peel, the amazing liquid dentifrice. That's it. T-E-E-L. Peel, the amazing liquid dentifrice, brings you the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. <laughs> Remember, friends, for beautiful smiles, it's T-E-E-L, Peel. And just for last, it's R-I-L-E-Y, Riley, and the life of Riley. <laughs> Well, it's the lunch hour at the California aircraft plant where Chester A. Riley is a riveter. Riley usually lunches with his friend, co-worker, and rival, Jim Gillis. And both men are unusually proud of their respective sons. But apparently Gillis doesn't think much of Riley's son, Junior. You know, it's none of my business, Riley, but uh, my boy Egbert says that the teacher... The teacher makes your junior stand in the corner so often... His head is taken on the shape of a triangle. <laughs> you uh, don't really mean that, Gillis. You're just being jealous because my junior is a genius. Eh, you'll give me a big pain, Riley. Always bragging about that kid of yours. Just what did your junior ever do? I'm very glad you asked that, Gillis. <laughs> I'll answer that question with facts. What did your Egbert ever do? <laughs> okay, Riley, you opened your mouth. Now I'll stick my foot in it. Here, take a look at this newspaper that the junior high school gets up. It's got my Egbert's picture splashed across the front page. You see? Yeah, yeah. Gruesome, ain't it? <laughs> my boy ain't gruesome. He's the image of me. That's what I mean. <laughs> and underneath my Egbert's picture, there's a caption. Guess what that says? 
Don't let this happen to your boy. <laughs> Very humoresque. I'll read it to you. Egbert Gillis, one of the featured players in the John J. Boscowitz Junior High School's forthcoming play, A Man of Honor. So what? I don't see your brilliant junior in no play. Well, uh, that's because I wouldn't let him. First thing you know, he'll grow up to be an actor. And then the movies will sign him, and he'll spend all day kissing Ingrid Bergman and Lana Turner. What kind of work is that for a man? Well, you, you, you don't get the point. Dramatics is culture. It's a father's duty to give his boy culture. Yeah, well, don't you worry. My junior is crawling with culture. <laughs> Ain't I always buying him books? You, you know that Dr. Elliott's five-foot bookshelf? Yeah. Already I got him a foot and a half. <laughs> Let's face it, Riley. You're jaking your duty as a father. <laughs> but with a kid like Junior, it's excusable. Why, what's the matter with my Junior? Oh, he's a nice kid. Only, uh... No personality. Your junior is what they call an ordinary fiasco. Yeah. Well, I bet you if my junior wanted, he could be in that play, too. My boy ain't no ordinary fiasco. I'll prove to you he's a bigger fiasco than your boy. <laughs> No acting for me. I'm too busy with basketball. Basketball. Junior, what good is that going to do you? When you're growing up and you go to a formal party and you want to make an impression, what are you going to do? Blow up your basketball and take long shots at the chandelier? <laughs> oh, gee, Pop. Why are you making all this fuss about a stupid play? Now, Junior, plays aren't stupid. I'm sure your father has your interest at heart. Well, of course I have. Believe me, I wish my father tried to knock a little culture through my thick skull. Well, gee, Pop, I appreciate what you're trying to do, but... All right, all right, don't do it. But if you can't do a little thing for your father, it's for your own good. Oh, gee, I... After had... all I've done for you. Peg, when Junior was a little baby and he cried in the middle of the night, who walked the floor with him? I did. <laughs> no... All right, but who woke you up and told you to walk the floor? <laughs> now I ask him to do one little okay, thing. Okay, Pop, okay, I'll do it. You will? On the level, you will? Yeah. Oh, what a boy, Junior. You've made me very proud. I'm glad to see you've got a mind of your own. <laughs> Junior, did you get the part? Did you get it? Yep, I got it. Oh, good. I asked my teacher and she put me in the play. Oh, that's great. Thanks, did you hear that? Well, that's fine, Junior. Do you like the part they gave you? Yes, well, just what I wanted. I play the part of Ronald, a young ne'er-do-well. Great. You're just the type. Is, there, is that a copy of the play you got there? Yeah, but I don't really need it. I know my part by heart. Already, Junior? My. Well, you well, see, I... Look, why are you surprised, Peg? My boy's got a head on his shoulders. What do you think that round thing covered with hair is sticking out of his collar? A coconut? <laughs> but, but look, Tom, look, look, Junior, we've got to get right to work on this play. Now, your mother and me will read all the other parts, and you act out yours, huh? 
So we get... Uh, oh, uh, come in. Hello, folks. Oh, it's Mr. Gillis. Well, come on in. Come in, Gillis. You're just the man I want to see. Uh, Riley, seeing I'm your pal, I'm going to do you a favor. If Julia would like to be an usher on the night of my Egbert's play, I can fix it. <laughs> well, that's very sweet of you, Gillis, but it so happens that my junior is in the play. Huh? But, <laughs> but Pop, Now, nah, don't be so modest, Junior. And he's got a great part, too. He plays Ronald. What do you say to that, Gillis? I guess I'll be gone. No, 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 no. Stick around. Get a load of some real acting. Okay, Junior, let's start with your first scene. Oh, but Pop... Oh, my goodness, I haven't acted since high school. But let's see. Uh, uh, you read Lord Crumley's part, Riley. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Good evening, Lady Angela. Filthy weather, what? Beastly. <laughs> I hope it doesn't delay Ronald. Ronald should be here directly. And if I know Ronald, he won't be late. Ronald must get through, your lordship. Never fear. Ronald will be here by dinner. He gagged. There's too much steak. There's too much at steak. Oh, yes. <laughs> Ronald must get through. Everything depends on Ronald. You hear that, Gillis? Everything depends on Junior. Go on, lady. Let's get to where he comes in already. Ronald knows the secret, your lordship. Oh, what a tale he'll have to tell. I hear steps coming up the walk. It is Ronald. I can hardly wait to hear what he has to say. Here he comes. Ronald, my boy. Ah! Ronald! Look, your lordship. Ronald's been shot. Through the head. <laughs> oh, Ronald, speak to me. Ronald, say something. Speak. I can't say anymore. I'm dead. You're what? Ha! 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 Yes, sir. That's quite a part, Riley. Farewell. <laughs> How did he memorize that? <laughs> wait, 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 a wait a minute. Junior, you, you just can't say one word. There's, there's got to be more. But, Pop, I'm dead. I can't talk after I'm dead. So, so there's such a thing as ghosts? I mean, this is a terrible piece of writing. Well, I'll be running along now, Riley. Take my advice. Better let Junior be an usher. The audience will see more of him that way. Farewell! <laughs> <laughs> One word. They can't do this to me. Oh, now don't take it so serious, Riley. After all, Junior's in the play, and that's what you wanted. Well, I'm sorry, Pop, but that's the part Miss Jessup gave me. My own son. Playing the part of a corpse. Well, you ain't going to take it laying down. <laughs> Theo has just brought you the first act of the life of Riley, and we'll be back with Riley in just a moment. Meanwhile, this is Ken Carpenter. You know the chances are you're grinding a certain type of cavity into your teeth unless you use peel instead of toothpaste or powders 
containing harsh abrasives? Yes, it's true. For out of every ten adults, eight have receding gums. And when gums recede, parts of your teeth are exposed 25 times softer than tooth enamel. Now, those softer parts are easily damaged by the daily use of toothpaste or powder containing harsh abrasives. So the chances are eight in ten you are risking those ground-in cavities daily. Unless the dentifrice you use contains no such abrasives. And what one leading dentifrice contains no abrasives? Only teal. Teal, the liquid dentifrice, cleans teeth with a patented ingredient, protects teeth from ground-in gum-lined cavities. The teal way takes one extra minute a week to make teeth look their best safely. Just follow directions on the package. Ask for T-E-E-L, teal, the tangy, refreshing liquid dentifrice. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Egged on by his proud father, Junior Riley went out for a part in a school play. He was given one consisting of exactly one word, farewell. Now, this satisfied Junior, but it was a humiliating blow to Riley's vanity. He determined to get him a more important role. So we find Riley laying down the law to Junior's teacher. Now, see here, Miss Jacob. You've got to give... Just a moment, Mr. Riley. Take your hat off when you're addressing me. Uh, yes, sir. Now, see here, Miss Jacob. You've got to give... Just a moment. Take your hat off my desk. Yes, teacher. I'm, I'm sorry. Now, see here, Miss Jessup. You've got to do... Just a moment. Okay, okay. I'll throw the hat in the wastebasket. <laughs> now, listen, Miss Jessup. You've got to give my junior a bigger part. I'm a taxpayer, see? Indeed. <laughs> exactly how much taxes did you pay during the last year? Well, okay, so I owe him a little money. <laughs> but I'll pay him. Miss Jessup, my head's made up. I demand that you give Junior a bigger part. Good day, Mr. Riley. Just so. Now, now, now wait, Miss Jessup. I'm, I'm sorry if I sounded fresh, but try and put yourself in my place. Have you ever been a father? I, I mean, I've been Junior's father ever since he was born. <laughs> I, I'm sort of attached to him, you see. As he grew up, he grew on me. Well, I understand, Mr. Riley. I ain't asking you to do this for me. But Junior's poor little heart is breaking. Why, he won't eat a thing. Oh, dear, the poor sensitive child. Yeah. And and usually the poor sensitive child eats like a wolf. (laughs) Well, Mr. Riley, I... pity on the lad. I ain't a doctor, but I can see from here that you've got a big heart. Well, it's... Uh... <laughs> oh, dear. Well, it just so happens uh, one of the boys who has quite a large part is most unsatisfactory. He mm-hmm. is? Well, then throw the big chunks out and put my little one in. <laughs> uh, well, all right. Junior can have the part. He can say, say, John. Oh, Miss Jessup, you're wonderful. Why, I, I could kiss you. That won't be necessary. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Well, come on, Peg. Hurry up. 
Hurry up. We don't want to be late for the curtain. Don't be so nervous, Ryan. Oh, I think you were going to act tonight instead of Junior. Oh, Junior, where is he? It's time he got down to the school. He's got to get made up. Hiya, folks. Excuse me barging in like this, but my egg bite lost his belt, and he needs one for the play. Oh, oh, okay, Gillis. I'll lend you one of Junior's. Come on. Oh, Junior, I'd like to get a... Uh, 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 what's the matter, Junior? Peg, why is he on the bed like that? Why? What? What's something's wrong with him? What's the matter? Is the kid sick? No, I, I'm not sick. Oh. Oh, that's good. Well, look, you, you better get down to the auditorium. No, I, I can't do it. I, I just can't. I forgot all my lines. I don't remember anything. Junior, pull yourself together. The lines will come back to you the minute you get on the stage. You, kill it. Tell him I'm right. Tell him. But, Junior, you may not remember your lines now, but when you get on the stage and that spotlight hits you. Yeah, that's right. Go on, Gillis. You need to buckle. You break out in a cold sweat. <laughs> and then you faint. <laughs> Why, you double-crosser. Mr. Gillis, if this is your idea of a joke, I'm I don't... sorry, folks. Don't you want me to be honest? Well, you picked a fine time to start. <laughs> Go on, beat it, Gillis. What did you come here for anyway? The belt, remember? Oh, the belt. Well, I wouldn't loan you to... Uh, yeah, sure, I'll lend it to you. I ain't the type who bores a grudge. Well, thanks, Riley. Yeah, well, I'll, 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 I'll go and get it. You you wait right here. Now, listen, Gillis, you've got to act in that play tonight. No, I, I can't. Why, You've just got a little stage fright. Okay, Gillis, here's the belt. Thanks. And, uh, Riley, I'm sorry for what I said, and I wish your junior luck. Well, uh, thanks, Gillis. <laughs> I wish your Egbert exactly what you wish my junior. <laughs> See you later, folks. As they say in the theatrical world, bon voyage. I sold over a hundred tickets. All my friends, the guys at the plant, and, and my boss. They're only going to see you. I'll be disgraced. But I, I can't remember my life. Well, sure you could. You... Listen, I'll fix that. I'll use an old theatrical trick. I'll paste your lines on the inside of my hat, see? And you carry it on stage with you, and if you're stuck, you peek at the lines. Why, yes, that'll fix everything, won't it, Junior? Well, maybe. But your hat won't fit me, Pop. Oh, Junior, you, are you forgetting that this play takes place in England? And they've got quaint customs. In England, when you walk into a lady's boudoir, you don't wear a hat. <laughs> you carry it in your hand. Well, okay, I'll... I'll try it. Ah, boy, son. Uh, you go with him now. Hurry. But the line. Well, it'll take me a little while to paste him in the hat. I'll bring it to you backstage before the curtain goes up. Well, you won't forget, will you? Forget? You know I never forget. Why, I got the brain of an elephant. Hi, <laughs> Ike. Don't forget to clap loud at Junior. Oh, hello there, Joe. Oh, Waldo. Hiya, Sam. 
Uh, hello, boys. Don't forget to clap loud at Junior. See you in the intermission. Hurry up, Riley. Sit down in your seat. They're dimming the light. Yeah, okay, okay. You think your Junior will be all right? Uh, don't you worry about Junior. His old man came through. I pasted his lines in my hat. And if he gets stuck, all he has to do is change. There goes the creek. Better take your hat off, Riley. Yeah, better take my hat off. Go! Oh, my hat! I forgot to give him my hat! Quiet! Good evening, Sir John. We've been expecting you. Come in. Here comes Junior. Oh, please make him remember his lines. We understand you have an important message from the Queen. What is it? Proceed, Sir John. Uh, well, I... I... He don't uh, remember. <laughs> Good evening, Sir John. We've been expecting you. We understand you have an important message from the Queen. What is it? Proceed, Sir John. Well, uh, uh, I... Riley, stop lighting matches in your hat. <laughs> Why, I... The queen is ill. Uh, the queen is... Uh, ill. 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 Uh, uh... She's sick, Junior. She's sick. I don't feel so good myself. Quiet, Riley. Ill, Junior. Ill. I-L. Ill. Pop, I, I don't remember anything. Oh. <laughs> Riley, they're bringing down a Clayton. <laughs> what a revolting development this is. <laughs> Friendly Undertaker. <laughs> Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. I feel terrible, Digger. Honest, right now I'd like to jump in a hole and pull the hole in after me. Don't look at me. I'm a mortician, not a magician. <laughs> Tell me, Riley, why all this gloom? Well... My boy, Junior. He was acting in a play. Ah, the theater. Brutus stabbing Caesar. Hamlet poisoning the king. Othello strangling Desdemona. I adore the theater. <laughs> it's okay. Well... This play wasn't gay. Junior forgot all his lines. I ran out. I, I couldn't stand no more. Oh, poor boy. I was in a play once. I portrayed a husband who had a very tall wife. And my first line was, Ah, how I wish my wife were under six feet. <laughs> and uh, you forgot your lines, too. No, no, I mixed them up. I said, ah, oh, how I wish my wife was six feet under. Well, what happened to Junior is all my fault. 
I wouldn't blame him if he never spoke to me again. Riley, the boy needs you. Go to him. Beg his forgiveness. No, no, I, I couldn't face him with my face. <laughs> Please, Digger, I, I, I don't want to discuss it. Very well, Riley. I've learned one thing from experience. If a man kicks when I try to straighten him out, I just let him alone. Here <laughs> Mind if I sit down on this bench, Sonny? Nah, mister. It's, it's okay with me. Mr. Junior. Junior, what are you doing here in the park? It's late. I wanted to be alone. Yeah, I know how you feel. I wanted to be alone, too. Now we can be alone together. <laughs> Junior, what happened after... Oh, they put in my understudy. Junior, it's all my fault. I don't blame you. I don't see how you can ever forgive me. Junior, forgive me. I forgive you. No, 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 you don't. Say it like you mean it. Oh, let's not talk about it anymore, Pa. But, Junior, we've got to make the best of this mess. It's not my fault that you got me for a father. It's your mother. <laughs> when I said, let's get married, she had to say yes. It's, it's getting late. I'd better go home. Do you mind if I go to your home with you? No. Thanks, son. Junior. Junior, I can't stand this. Please forgive me. I'll, I'll make it up to you. I'll, I'll buy you anything you want to make you happy. Do, do you want a new lawnmower? I don't want anything. Come on home. Yep. Wait. Look. Gillis. He's coming this way. If he opens his mouth to make one crack, I'll let him have it. Hello, Riley. Hello, Judy. Well? Well, what are you waiting for, Gillis? Go on, go ahead. Make fun of the kid. Believe me, Riley, this is one night I wish Junior was my son. But, but your egg Please, don't mention that white egg bite. <laughs> You think your junior was a flop? You should have seen what my egg boy done. Well, what happened? In the third act, he's making love to the queen. Yeah. It's the big scene. He's got the queen in his arms. And just when he's going to kiss her, his pants fall down. <laughs> and blood. <laughs> Making love in his long underwear. <laughs> well, that's life for you, Gillis. Full of surprises. You never know when your pants are going to fall down. <laughs> Come on, Junior. I'll buy you soda. Oh, no, let me buy you one, Pop. Want a drink, Mr. Gillis? Yeah. <laughs> well, so long, Gillis. Oh, uh, wait, Riley. Yeah? Here's your belt, Junior. I'm sorry the buckle fell off. 
That's why Egbert pants out. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's okay, Gillis. See you later. So long. Gee, that's, that's funny about my belt, Buston. It was a new belt. Oh, Doug, forget it, Jimmy. Just, <laughs> just uh, shove the belt in my pocket here. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Pa. Mm-hmm. What's my jackknife doing in your pocket? Oh. Oh, that. Uh, well, uh, you see, son, it's always good to have a jackknife on you. You never know when you're going to meet up with a belt that needs a little cutting around the buckle. <laughs> We'll be back in half a minute. Fire-risk cavities at the gum line. Cavities ground in by the daily use of toothpaste or powders containing harsh abrasives. Teal cleans teeth without abrasives, protects teeth from such cavities. Enjoy Teal tonight. T-E-E-L, Teal, the refreshing liquid dentifrice. You got everything straightened out with Junior. Oh, everything's fine now. Great boy, that Junior. Uh, hey, Peg. Hmm? Listen to this ad in the paper here. Actor wanted for Broadway play now being cast. Must be handsome juvenile type. Oh, now, Riley, you're not going to get Junior involved in another play. Well, who's talking about Junior? I was thinking of me. Oh, oh, oh. you an actor? Oh, go on. Well, Sure. I'm, I'm as good as some of those fellas in the movies. Well, you, you take that guy we saw last night, that, uh, that, uh, uh, William Bendix. <laughs> What's he got that I haven't got, huh? Black and Gamble, makers of Teal, the amazing liquid benefits, and nice to meet our guests next week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. This is Ken Carpenter on behalf of Teal and Body and List again next week. And remember, for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y Riley. And for lovely smiles, it's T-E-E-L Teal. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, protects teeth beautifully. It's a washing miracle for silk, nylon, woolen, tissues. What are you talking about? Dress. I'll spell it. D-R-E-F-T, dress. Yes, ladies, and dress spells faster, brighter, safer cleaning than any suds before in history. That's true. Why, dress keeps my dainty underthings fresher and brighter than even the most expensive soap flakes. Right. You see, dress is different from soap. Dress rich suds rinse clean and clear. They simply can't leave any sticky, soapy deposit to dull, lovely undies and make them look faded and old before their time. No wonder Dreft keeps lingerie, stockings, blouses, so color fresh. Yes, prettier and brighter far longer than any soap could ever do. With Dreft's amazing suds, there's no soap fading. Yes, Dreft certainly works wonders that no soap in the world can match. Not only for my lingerie, but for all my nice things. Stockings, woolens, pretty blouses, all stay beautiful as a dream. The lady is right. And as for washing dishes... Say, dress makes dishes shine without wiping. Even glasses sparkle without touching a towel to them. So, ladies, decide now to open this bright new world of beauty for all your nice things. Get dressed in the bright green package. Dress, Procter & Gamble's amazing suds discovery that gives you faster, brighter, safer cleaning than any suds before in history. That's D-R-E-F-T. Dress. Get dressed today. 
Wilson for the Life of Riley next week, same time, brought to you by Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.